also wasn't getting great answers to like, what is Tantra? So I turned to my new best friend, Ch- Chat GPT. <laughs> <laughs> I knew it. I knew I was going to be replaced by AI someday. <laughs> Damn you. Welcome to Two Hot Wives, a podcast where two friends in open marriages explore the exciting world of unconventional sex. Hey, hotties. I'm Kat. And I'm Ams, and we're the Two Hot Wives. So tonight we're talking about Tantra or Tantric sex. Tantric sex. Yeah, it's lots of crazy misconceptions around what the hell is Tantra? What is Tantric sex? Is it just a bunch of dirty hippies in a circle jerk? Or is it like... <laughs> that does so- sort of fill your head. Right. You know, that, that thought or that uh, that vision. I think it's really interesting that you were the one who wanted to do Tantra yeah. as an episode. Because usually I'm the one who's into the hippy dippy Hippie dippy stuff. Yeah. 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 Well, you know, we, we, um, we're going through all of these, these different things to elevate sex, right? To make it something more than just, you know, a fucking good time. Right. Right. <laughs> so I was thinking about like when I was much, much younger, I remember hearing, you know, terms like sexually adventurous. And I'm like, what? the fuck does that mean? Because at that time, I was like, what what else is there? I didn't realize that there was so much out there Mm -hmm. to explore, right? And as we're doing all of these things, I think I was researching sex vacations and Mm. different things. And this came up. And so I started looking at the sites and they they have entire vacations based on Tantra and tantric sex and having couples come together and do workshops. And it looks very hippy dippy. Yes. Yeah. But it looks... Also appealing. I mean, I, I think, you know, as we're exploring all these topics, it's really about the connection, mm-hmm. not mm-hmm. so much what positions, what sexual positions. And and there are some tantric sexual positions and different things that they that that there are instructions on. But really, it's more about the connection with the with the other person. Yeah. And so that really appeals to me, especially as we're exploring all of these things because the BDSM is fun and, you know, the swinger stuff is super fun. Swinger stuff is super fun. But there's also stuff that you're doing with your trusted partner, Mm -hmm. Sure. which I I feel like after, you know, listening to this and and researching this, that this is more for like your love. Trusted. Yeah. 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 Yeah, yeah, yeah. Trusted partner. But even more than just a trusted partner, someone that you really want to have that really deep connection with. I think that's probably right. And I'm, you know, I am all about exploring really edgy, interesting Mm -hmm. places with a trusted partner. Mm -hmm. But like the more I read about it, the more I learn about it, I also think a lot of this comes from yourself. Mm -hmm. You know, you have to be in the right sort of headspace for it. And I think you could develop your practice in a way that you could practice it with other people who are open to it, which is it, because usually for me, I'm like, I don't want to do any of that shit with <laughs> with anybody who I'm not super connected with. But I actually feel like this is weirdly a practice that if I met someone and I didn't know them that well, but they were also very into the practice. I can see that. I can see that. I think we could have a lot of fun together. I could see that. And there also is tantric sex for one. Right. So right, that's right. You know, you can do it by yourself too. 
Yeah. But I, um, yeah, that's what, that's what sort of attracted me to it is just further exploring how to build bigger, deeper, stronger connections. Connections. So to help us get a little better understanding of this big concept of Tantra and tantric sex, we have a fantastic subject matter expert, Barbara Corellis. She's the author of Urban Tantra and a couple a great of, book. It's such a good book. And she is so funny. She is I, really funny. <laughs> I really enjoyed our interview with her. Yeah. But before we get into it, what is this delicious hot beverage Yay. that we are drinking? <laughs> so this is a hot buttered cider. It's an apple cider. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's it's just apple cider, butter, mm-hmm. brown sugar, mm-hmm. nutmeg, a little bit of cinnamon. You throw a cinnamon stick in there. You heat it all up on the stove. Now you can add um, like brandy, apple brandy, sure. or whiskey, or yeah. rum. To walk would also be very good. To would be great. Yeah. I think we've done that before. We have even. totally done that. Not before. with the butter, though. No. I didn't think about putting butter in a drink until yeah. you ordered a hot buttered rum somewhere. Yes. And I was like, that's delicious. It was delicious. Yeah. So I wanted to do something with butter. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. It's it's super yeah. good. And it's not overly sweet, which I'm surprised. Right? I am I mean, too, actually. Yeah. Uh, maybe the butter kind of cuts the sweetness. Yeah. But in our cocktail, we have a new cannabis item. Yes. 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 So tell me about that because this is a new purchase. So one of my very good friends turned me on to this company. It's called Nowadays. Mm. They make two things. Mm-hmm. Both cannabis. Nice. Both cannabis infused spirit is what they're calling it. Yeah. It's big. It's a big bottle like a like a bottle of alcohol. Yeah. And there's two strengths. There's the two two milligrams yeah. per ounce and a half. So that's a shot glass. Okay. Or six. So to me, I thought, well, why would I get two? I'll get the six and then I can always just use cut less it of and it. use less. So sure. that's what I did. I got the six. I actually ordered four bottles of it. So I was very hopeful that it was going to be good, but they had a sale. So My, that's what we're drinking. Just double down. I just double down. Quadruple down. Yep. So question for you. Mm-hmm. We very recently had a, a little holiday party for our social club, and mm-hmm. there was a sex-positive white elephant gift exchange. <laughs> it was so fun. <laughs> Did you, were you guys the ones that brought the- Yes. Uh, the, yes. Okay. Yeah. The canna- Because it is my favorite sex toy. Yeah. It it does. <laughs> it It's fantastic. Right? It's it just gets you the in the best. right headspace. Yep. Yeah. And you don't have a hangover in the morning. I love it. So this, yeah, this whole can of cocktail exploration has been very positive. Yeah. I'm loving it. And I actually find myself talking to others about it more. Like at the party, they'll say, what are you drinking? I'm like, well, yeah. <laughs> not drinking what you think I might be drinking. But I'm still, I'm having a good time. And I'm I'm learning exactly what the right amount is, what the right kind yeah. is, you know. Yeah. I, yeah. Look, you have to be careful with mm-hmm. your use just like you would for any for alcohol intoxicant but you know you compare alcohol to cannabis and, and much the better health, for us yeah the health that negative health effects on one versus the other especially if you're not smoking it's dramatic it, it's pretty dramatic it, uh, alcohol is number one mm-hmm. number one as the worst substance mm-hmm. that you can do mm. Well, I don't know. Okay, maybe, maybe arsenic maybe heroin is on or- <laughs> Well, no, I'm talking about like that people use that, to, that, to, to yeah, party, yeah. right? Yeah. It's poison. It is. Yeah. It's and I'm not, poison. I'm not cold turkey. I'll still have like one sure. cocktail, but I'm finding that lots of bars and restaurants have mocktails. Yeah. Yeah. It's, uh, it's become more and more popular for sure mm-hmm. to just 
just have something celebratory, yeah. the mocktail. And uh, and then I have like a little quarter gummy because mm-hmm. it's just the right amount. Because sure. I can't bring liquid into a bar. We already talked about that. Yeah, I can't, that I can't be, be like lawful. <laughs> put powdered substances or, you know, something else in, into a drink at a bar. You can't really do that. But it's very easy to pop a little nano gummy. Yeah, one yeah. of those nano gummies that mm-hmm. enter your system quicker and are done quicker. Yep. It's working. Yep. I like it. Yep. I, and this is delicious. I would drink it with or without the cannabis, <laughs> but it's really fun. I like it. And perfect cool. for this nasty cold winter oh, yeah. weather we're having. Yeah. Happy New Year, by the way. I know. Oh my <laughs> gosh. 2024. Whew, every year we get away from 2020. It's better and better and better, <laughs> right? Yeah. No, it would it would be great to have a really uneventful year, like yeah. just a fun, uneventful year. So let's hope 2024 is... I'm just also realizing it's an election year and this election is going to be insane. I think maybe we have to rethink the whole not drinking thing. (laughs) We're just going to do a lot of cannabis. (laughs) Well, and and it'll make everything funnier. Yeah. Yeah. As if it couldn't. As if it could be funnier. I know. I may start watching SNL again. I always watch in election years. Yes, yes. (laughs) So our listeners may not know (laughs) that you and I tend to sit on more opposite sides of the political spectrum. We are are an example for everyone. Yes. And how two people can not only get along, but be best friends. Yes. And and have different views on political. Opinion. Opinion. Yeah. On, on, on political stories and things. Yeah. yeah. On political issues. Yeah. yeah. I, we didn't know it going into the relationship <laughs> who talks until about later. politics yeah, and exactly. culture. But I actually really, really value that part of our friendship. That, I do too. That we can talk about stuff and yeah. have different opinions about stuff and get to the end of it and, yeah. and hug each other and, well, and still love each other and be friends. And realize that just because you're kind of in one camp doesn't mean that you believe in everything that mm-hmm. that side believes in. And mm-hmm. I think that is the mistake that people make, both in their loyalty to a side, mm-hmm. no matter what that side is is talking about or doing, mm-hmm. and the idea that that everybody who's on the other side believes everything that that, that, that political ideology is, is espousing to. Yes. And that there are crazies on both sides oh yeah <laughs> oh yeah have to there's a lot of gray yeah. in there and i think a lot of times we see those things as black and white yeah for sure for sure anyway <laughs> with our cocktails and our political discourse <laughs> <laughs> we need some hot tails So, Ams, I'm dying to hear what's your hot tail. My hot tail is uh, seven minutes in heaven. <gasps> oh. Yeah. So, a few weeks ago, maybe two months ago, uh, Mr. Ams and I had a play date with uh, a couple who have young kids. Mm-hmm. And they sent us a message and said, the grandparents are taking the kids for the weekend. Come hang out. Oh, we have wow. a house to ourselves. And, you know, we joke that like Halloween is the high holy days of <laughs> for swingers. But I swear the most celebratory day is when the grandparents take the kids for the weekend. Yep. And you have your own house to oh, yourself yeah. and can get crazy. So we plan to go over to their house. 
there was no like timeline, no agenda. We were just going to hang out, have sex, hang out some more. It was like awesome. It was like nice. a big grown up sleepover kind of thing. And uh, we set up a love nest, sex nest. Right. Great. Downstairs, which is super, have we ever super talked fun. about the sex nest or the little nest that we usually set up? Probably not, we right? Probably haven't. This was kind of a something that we do quite a lot when the four of us are, are hanging out. Are hanging out, especially if we're in a hotel and there's like one big bed. It's not ideal. Super fun. It, it's fun to all four play on a bed if you're all, all four, four playing, playing together but like parallel playing playing you know swap kind of playing on a bed with four adults it, it's cha- like logistically it's challenging you'd yeah. be like yeah. are, are we going horizontal <laughs> are we going vertical like what is the plan here and switch <laughs> <laughs> and it's a, it's not like balletic <laughs> and we switch just like ah, get your foot out of my face exactly yeah so Having a, a nest, like a second space where you can kind of go back and forth between the bed or down on the floor. Right. And and we have, well, we have These amazing futons, giant futons yeah. to hotels. There's certain hotels we can go straight up to the hotel floor without passing the lobby. <laughs> yeah, it's hard when you're passing the lobby with like a fuck bench and a, <laughs> and a massage table and a futon. And Yeah, we always make the guys carry that shit. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, we will set up futons. We'll set up futons on the floor and put blankets over the top and pillows and just basically create like a awesome little yeah. nest on the floor. And this is often where we just start off where we're just talking and we're mm-hmm. just, you know, playing a game or doing something that's just interactive first. Yeah. Yeah. There's a lot of fun card games that you can play and I'll put a link. There's yeah. actually some really, really fun ones out there. I'll put a link in the show notes to some of the different games that we played. But um so we made a suggestion to this couple. Let's make a big nest on the floor. We were down in their basement. So we made a nest and then there was a bed down there and we started playing different card games and just kind of drinking and playing and kissing. And it mm-hmm. was super, super fun. But we decided to kind of do a miniature round robin threesome. So, you know, we, that's a great idea. It was like a, it was like, how could we swing for five years and have never thought <laughs> to do this? Like what? Mini. A, a mini. A mini threesome. I like it. And it and so so the idea was different uh, groups of three would have, we decided seven, like five seemed like not enough, 10 seemed like too much. We're like, oh, we'll do seven. And then it kind of jumped me out. Well, and that's like the teenage game, right? Yeah. yeah, exactly. And then the the one person who was not participating would watch and keep time. Uh, so we we did this. And, and so like, it could be super um, directive. Like the, the guy was like, for you know, First, I want like you to sit on my face while you ride me, and then we're gonna switch. And then I want you to like both get down on your knees and give me a blowjob. And we're like, okay, cool, let's do that, wow. and we'll do that. And it was just like he really wanted to direct the experience, which was super fun. And Mr. Ams loved watching, which is uh-huh. interesting because usually he's like, I want to be Fomo. in on the action. But when he knows it's only gonna be seven minutes, he he's like, it. I only have to wait four more minutes. And <laughs> it turns out he actually loves it. Like wow. he's now really enjoying these little moments of sitting and watching and and I have to say the watching part was one of the most fun mm-hmm. parts of it because you take a little break and you can just you don't have to do anything you're not nobody's paying attention to you and you can just watch 
super hot and super fun. I loved it. When we, when we were with um, the other gentleman, I was sitting on his face and she was writing him. And I love this woman so much. She is just like <laughs> the sweetest woman ever. I've uh-huh. known her. I've known her pre-lifestyle. She's really funny. Too. She is hilarious, hilarious and smart. She's got comic timing like She's amazing. She's awesome. Um, And she, you know, she had expressed that she has fantasies around bisexuality. And, you know, it's not super my thing. But, like, I was like, okay, like, how do I work with this to be comfortable, like, with my own boundaries? Because I want her to have an amazing experience, too. And and at one point when we're in this position, both kind of sitting on her guy, he was like, turn around so you're facing each other. And we're looking at each other and we're like, this is too goofy. This is just so weird, us staring at each other. Um, but I was like, okay, this is what we're going to do. You turn back around. So I had her turn back around and I was just stroking her back with my fingertips, mm-hmm. kind of going up and down and doing little like rain fingertip touches. And I was like, I could like... You know, she was responding to it and it was fun for me. And I was like, oh, there's something you can do. There's something to this. It's just like sensual play as opposed to sexual play was super fun for me. It didn't feel like it was, um, you know, going into a space that I wasn't like, yeah, yeah, super into it. And I I loved it. And I was like, damn, that's That's it. That's my solution to, Mm -hmm. you know, girl, girl play. I can do like sensual play and love it. So Mm -hmm. that was a bonus. And then when it was my turn to have the two guys and she was watching, it was like, okay, here's the rule. You can only use your hands and your mouth on me until I say you can use your dicks. And so they're using their hands all over me. They're kissing me. They're going down on me. They're touching me. They're like, you know, you are so smart. And, and, and I'm, I'm, (laughs) You know, like the timing is the timer is counting down, and I'm like, okay, eventually I have to wait. No, no you I don't. don't have to. <laughs> I do not have to like let them use no, their dicks. They just, get their own turn. It's just seven minutes. Yeah, and like halfway through, I'm Ultimate like, tease. I'm gonna use can... this whole time to just That's have awesome. you touch me with your hands and your mouth and mouths, and it was awesome. <gasps> I loved it. So yay for grown up seven minutes in heaven. I like it. It's the best. I like it. So like if you're ever in a play experience, this is something you want to explore, but you're not ready to like commit a whole night to it. It's a great way to explore threesomes. Yeah. That's awesome. I I love that. I loved it. And then like the next weekend I took it. I was like, guys, guys, we have to do this. (laughs) It was really fun. We'll save that for another day. That's right. That was also a super <laughs> hot night. Whew, we've had some good ones recently. Yeah, yeah we have. <sighs> all right. Let's take a little break. And when we get back, we will talk all about Tantra. And we're back. So tonight we're talking about Tantra and Tantric sex. Tantric sex. Yeah. Now you were talking about like the words being very important. Let's get into that for a little bit because (laughs) you're more the one who does like you're super into yoga. You've done probably meditation for a long, long time. Yep. Yep. And I will say for myself, 
I used to think that yoga, like I didn't have time for yoga. Mm-hmm. Like I would try to do yoga and I couldn't relax. And all I kept thinking about in my head was like all the other things I need to do. Yeah. And I need to get out of here. When is this going to be over? And I wish that I had, I mean, this was younger, you know, mm-hmm. I wish that I had been able to sort of relax and embrace it because I see now what a benefit it is and how good it is for not just my body, but my mind. Yeah, sure. You know, it's yeah. a very relaxing thing. And even with that, I've been doing more meditating, which I never thought I would do either. Yeah. So now we're doing Tantra. So yeah. Tell us what what the words are and what the the definitions are and what do you what do you think about it? Okay, so answering the question, what is tantra? Surprisingly difficult. Yes, it's huge, right? I so I went, I searched it, I Google searched it, and I found all sorts of videos and articles and and people, you know, influencers mm-hmm. talking about everything that I saw had to do with sex. Yes, most of it has to do with sex. Yeah, but because that's what we're all interested in. Uh, well, I I think or Google knows you're into sex, girl. <laughs> that's true. <gasps> Google yes. knows me. Yes. Oh my god, it sure does. But to to get a little bit nerdy about it, tantra is a spiritual philosophical, even religious mm-hmm. practice that's like 2,000 years old. It dates to like 500 AD, give or take. Um, and it started in India and, mm-hmm. you know, the original tantric texts date back to 500 AD. So it's been around a really, really long time. It's tantra literally means like sort of knowledge or teaching or so it doesn't even necessarily have to do with with concepts of energy and connection and oneness with God and all of the stuff that that Tantra represents. It can literally just mean two people talking. It's almost like philosophy. We do Tantra every week when we when we record. Uh, honestly, like because <laughs> we are communicating. Away, my takeaway is everybody's actually practicing Tantra. They just the don't time. know it. Yeah. So you know, <laughs> I wasn't getting great answers to like, what is Tantra? Mm-hmm. So I turned to my new best friend. Sorry, Kat. <laughs> what? Chat, chat GPT. <laughs> oh. <laughs> I knew it. I knew I was going to be replaced by AI someday. <laughs> Damn you. Sorry, but I got a fantastic answer. Uh-huh. And yeah. not- is she going to go have drinks with you later? No. No. Is she going to suck your husband's cock? No. <laughs> <laughs> then fuck Jet, Chat GPT. <laughs> That bitch. Fuck that bitch. <laughs> In any event, she's uh-huh. very smart. Uh-huh, yeah. <laughs> she uh-huh. makes me feel dumb. Does she give you a hug? No, she Ever? doesn't. Give no. me a hug. Uh, you're, that's right. fair. That's fair. Okay. <laughs> Sorry, chat GPT. Okay. I'm not talking shit about I'm you. Bitch. <laughs> You know, like in the background, it's going to- She can hear us. Feed me ads and stuff. She can hear us. I, it's, yeah. Yeah, she's everywhere. I, okay, Maybe we can get into computers taking over the world another time. That's right. That's, in another that's, podcast, that might be for another podcast. Yes, like not our podcast. Not our at podcast. All. But but the answer I got back is it's a spiritual and philosophical tradition that originated in ancient India and encompasses a wide range of beliefs, practices, and rituals. And I think rituals ritual is a is big important. part of it. Yeah. Um, and some of these sort of key principles to Tantra. Again, we're not talking about sex. Sex. We're talking about this bigger concept set of beliefs in the same way that like 
Christianity is a set of beliefs. Mm-hmm. Um, one of it is this idea of being sort of unity of the divine. So like being one with the universe, like like that there is some bigger cosmic, higher, higher presence that we're all kind of part of. So that's mm-hmm. the more religious part of it as like energy and consciousness. So it, there's this, this idea of the masculine and the feminine coming together mm-hmm. and masculine energy and feminine energy coming together and being able to sort of move through the body and that we're all connected by energy. One of the other definitions of Tantra is like a loom, like, a, you know, weaving mm-hmm, together mm-hmm. fabric. So this idea that we're all of these threads that are kind of woven together to create this big tapestry of the universe. So it like so poetic. It is so poetic. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> um, another concept, which is part of, of Tantra, is sacred sexuality. Mm-hmm. So being connected to your body, to the senses within your body and using them in a way to evoke pleasure in others is a big part of the original Tantra. Mm-hmm. Um, it's not everything that Tantra is about, but using sex as part of the ritualistic practice of Tantra is part of the original Tantra. And that's actually why we're talking about it. Right. <laughs> Just to get to the point. That's right. That's right. That's right. <laughs> These are all, I mean, this is important to know what the background is, but yeah. yeah, I mean, that's really the reason why we're talking about it is because we are incorporating it into our sexual practices. Absolutely. Yes. And I feel like even though we're just like doing this now, we've been doing this for a while. And, you know, for anyone out there listening who are like, this is some woo-woo bullshit and it's not my thing. It's not. It's there are concepts built into Tantra that science is proving. Things like breath work and how focusing on your breathing can literally drive involuntary changes in your Mm -hmm. body. Like you have more control over the involuntary functions of your body than you think you do through breath work, through meditation, the mind-body connection, Mm -hmm. all of this stuff, that the placebo effect. This is all your mind you know, controlling aspects of your body um, in an indirect way. Mm -hmm. It makes me kind of think about the overall full body orgasm Mm -hmm. exercise that we did from the art of seduction seduction and and foreplay. foreplay. Yeah, that felt like, you know, it felt a little woo woo. Yeah. But when you could just relax and focus in on your body, you could feel so much more sensation. Yes. Yes. I kind of think of it as a similar thing. Or even the concept of energy moving through your body Mm -hmm. is certainly present in lots of different Eastern thinking, Eastern medicine, Eastern philosophy with chi and with acupuncture. Mm -hmm. And it's part of Western medicine as well. Like, and what do our nerves do? They literally just move energy through the body. That's the entire thing that they do. So it's, it's, if it seems like this is all crazy, hippie bullshit just like there's there's hard science behind how how we think Mm -hmm. can really impact how we feel and how we absolutely absolutely yeah so and who cares it's fun (laughs) and it feels good right so just try it right right absolutely it's it and i so so okay so that's what it is it's part of like why we're talking about it. I think it's interesting that you found it through the retreats. And Mm -hmm. I do think that would be a fun thing to explore at some point. But I 
I also I feel hmm. like we could create our own. I do too. And save $12,000. Yeah, probably. <laughs> probably. Um, but I, I think one of the things that's interesting is like, why have I not wanted to explore Tantra right. for such a long time? Because I have, I've been doing yoga since I was 17 years old and meditation and all this stuff. Why is this not? And I'm into sex. Mm-hmm. Why is this not on my radar until now? And I think it's because I had a real tough time getting over the idea that this isn't just new age sort of bastardized versions of Eastern philosophy. I get it. It is actually true Eastern philosophy, or you can find like true Eastern Mm -hmm. philosophy in it and not have this very sort of westernized, highly sexualized, really, I'm just going to teach you how to give a really good hand job and call it Tantra kind Mm -hmm. of It's just like if Tantra were a brand, it has the worst fucking PR firm (laughs) imaginable. Like I just – nothing about it sounded sexy to me. Huh. And I thought it sounded really sexy. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) But you maybe that's because I wasn't so into yoga and Mm. meditation and all of that. So this sort of intrigued me where you have been doing these kinds of things for years. Maybe to you it seemed like they were messing with your thing. Yeah. Yeah, like it was making it silly and making it trivial. I think that's probably right. There are so many things about it that are awesome. Mm-hmm. I feel like it's hard to even organize how like all our thoughts because it's so awesome. But <laughs> you know, one of the things about it that's so beautiful is it's always been inclusive. It's always been a little bit rebellious. Like it was a, you know, even 2000 years ago, this was a practice that was available to women and it sort of elevated the role of women in society and in religion. And this idea that feminine power, feminine deity really is just as important as the masculine and the male deity is mm-hmm. like pretty mind blowing. And I love that you can take it into the bedroom and bring like, we can be fucking goddesses. Right? Like it's, yeah. it is about unleashing feminine power. I love it. Yeah. Yeah. It's hot. Let's tell the guys that. <laughs> Unleash okay. my feminine power. When we go to do our homework, we're going to be like, okay, so just so you know, it's really important that you know that we are goddesses. Yes. <laughs> yes. I like this idea. Yes. Yes. Mm-hmm. They don't know. <laughs> They know no, we're goddesses. Um, no, I mean, they don't know like that there's two parts to that. Oh, know, right. That they're a god also. We don't have to fill them in. On I would the- treat them like gods all the time. We Come do. on. Let's just tell them that we are supposed to be goddesses. They are very enthusiastic about doing whatever homework we tell them. It's going to, homework is going to be interesting. Homework is going to be good. Yeah. Yeah. So, I, you know, the other, th- like, I do not have a lot of experience with practicing tantra and tantric moves and you know i've seen certain things in pop culture like the idea of yeah what is touching that? your partner's heart yes and eye gazing mm-hmm. where you so i've i've seen like i actually think i saw it in a porn right like <laughs> that was some pretty elevated porn yeah well you know i look maybe for there's the, tantric porn there, i'm sure there's tantric there's porn. yoni massage yeah well so like yoni massage and the lingam massage this I that is very much sort mm-hmm. of based in tantric practice. Right. It's about giving pleasure, not so much the end game. Right. But just focusing on pleasure. Yeah. So let, actually, let's go a little bit into like 
What are some of the ways to explore Tantra in the bedroom that we've kind of encountered? we've already done. Well, the thing that comes to mind for me is when um, Mr. Cat and I just like get naked, sit together where we're facing each other and I'm sort of in his lap with my legs around his back and he's got his legs around my back and we're with the coconut oil and we're talking and we're just sort of, yeah, looking at each other, touching each other. It usually turns into me getting a a really nice (laughs) massage with coconut oil, but, but in the same position. And we're talking about like, where we're going and what we're doing and how much we love each other and, you know, whatever it is. Yeah. It it seems to focus in on the two of us and the relationship. And we don't do it all the time, but it's it's nice when it's just the two of us and we don't have any kids at home. We have that extra time. Well, and I think, yeah, I think that is is a great example of like allowing yourself to have a nice slow experience, Mm -hmm. which I think is a big part of- I think it's probably essential because if you're worrying about how much time you have, Mm -hmm. how can you really truly be present? Right. That's another good point. It's about being mindful and present in the- In the moment. In the the moment, in the experience, um, and the the touching each other, incorporating sensuality into the experience. um, And that position, that sort of like legs intertwined Mm -hmm. position is- does kind of that's that's how I've seen Tantra represented. Yeah, I call it the nook. The nook is cute. <laughs> yeah. I like to be in the nook. Yeah. So um I find those positions to be really intimidating, actually. Like I don't like staring at people when I'm having sex with them. Eye contact I is I know you do. <laughs> I've seen you do it. And I do. It's so intense. It, it feels amazing. Intense. Yes. Yeah. I tend to close my eyes and go into like different spaces mm-hmm. when I'm having sex and like looking someone in the eye during sex is is very uncomfortable I for me. like to see the pleasure on their face. The, yeah. the look in their eye when they're just like this mm-hmm. is awesome. Yeah, no, I love that. Yeah. Yeah. I actually think that's another reason why I've avoided tantra is the, the eye oh. gazing. I like just don't. I can look well, people in the eye. It's not a thing. After this session, we are going to do some do, eye gazing. Do some eye gazing. We're just going to sit together and we're just going to look into it. Well, I can eyes. look in your <laughs> eyes. I, that's not the problem. It's like, you know. The, I thought you were talking about like the intensity of like really just looking at another person. and While having sex. While having sex. While having sex. If like, if I am just getting railed and he's looking me right in the eyes. I, I, I know. It's so hot. I, I get it. <laughs> I, I And it's actually, it's something I wanted to explore. Cool. But it really not, feels not right so <laughs> uncomfortable to me to like that huh. part, the, the, um, the, the big eye contact is a, is a challenge for me. So that's something I'm definitely going to work on. Another thing is, is like the breath work, like mm-hmm. focusing on, on different types of breathing, um, during sex or even just breathing through an orgasm and not holding your breath. See, that part doesn't appeal to me. Interesting. Like I'm fine with the eyes, mm-hmm. but I don't want to have to think about how You're I'm breathing. breathing. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. So well, I guess yeah. I'll try it, but well, yeah, yeah that's, that's the part that I'm not like excited about. Yeah. And then I think, uh, I don't know, the the big sort of, I don't know if it's a cliche or not, but the idea of having like an eight hour tantric sex session, like it's going to take a really long time and you delay orgasm during that whole time and you're moving energy. Have you had an eight hour Did I mention my kids are leaving on Sunday morning (laughs) to go skiing and I'm going to have the house to myself all day on Sunday? 
Are you going to have an eight-hour tantra session? I don't know. Eight hours is a long, it's a long time. time. We're going to have to eat in between. I was going to say, oh you better hydrate. <laughs> better eat. So, Ams, why don't we bring in our subject matter expert, Barbara Corellis, and she'll enlighten us. Yeah, let's bring in Barbara. And we're back with Barbara Corellis. Barbara is a sex educator, performance artist, and certified sexologist. She's also the author of numerous books on sex, including Ecstasy is Necessary and the book we've been talking about today, Urban Tantra. Welcome, Barbara. Thanks for joining us. Hi there. It is such a pleasure to be here. So, Barbara, what's the difference between Tantra and Tantric sex? Great question. Think of Tantra as an ocean. The tantric sex part of it would fill a bucket. Wow. (laughs) Tantra is an ancient Hindu founded, but it spread beyond that, um, philosophical and physical practice going back to officially about 600 AD in India. It had also made its way up into Buddhist traditions in China. It has countless lineages within that big umbrella called Tantra. A lot of the of the wisdom was passed down from guru to disciple orally, so we don't have any record of it. Hmm. Uh, it was a transgressive practice that kind of busted through the Indian caste system as well as other social norms. So um, it went in and out of favor, or we might say above ground and underground, above ground and underground for much of that time. Anybody practicing Tantra today, and I will argue even those who follow an Indian-based lineage, is practicing Neo-Tantra because we don't know what every single practice was. We don't, we just don't. It wasn't written down. Now, one thing that we believe Tantra and Neo-Tantra have in common and carry forward is that as opposed to waiting for enlightenment after you leave your body or salvation or heaven, whatever your big yum is, after you die, enlightenment can be found, spiritual realization, connection to the divine can be found in your body in this lifetime. That's the practice. It happens incrementally, like polishing facets of a stone. Hmm. Incrementally, piece by piece, enlightenment can happen just by going completely, consciously, totally into the experiences that happen on earth. And one of those experiences is sex. Hmm. That's awesome. So it's a sex positive spiritual tradition. Mm -hmm. And we don't have many of those. So it's not surprising that in the West, we decided that Tantra was the yoga of sex because we didn't have a (laughs) spiritual practice that way. Yeah, sex, enlightenment. Yeah, they go together. So we're talking about your book, Urban Tantra. 
How is urban Tantra different from traditional Tantra, or is it different? My purpose in founding something called Urban Tantra was to invite people, especially people with AIDS, into a community where sex was considered spiritual, not deadly, Mm. where um, the possibility of a connection both with others and the divine was possible. A lot of the people with AIDS have been thrown out of their traditional religions. And to provide a sexual, spiritual practice that provided some measure of healing, if only emotional healing. So at the time, American Neo-Tantra was pretty much the province of white, middle-aged, middle-class workshop goers in Marin County, California. That was the stereotype. (laughs) And if you went to a Tantra workshop, That is the kind of person you would find, very heterosexual, very white, which left out a whole lot of people. So I could have called it something other than Tantra, although it is Tantra-based and it is Neo-Tantra. I just wanted all the many people who were left out of that demographic to see, oh, a kind of Tantra that welcomes me. And you didn't have to live in Marin County and you could live in the middle of Manhattan and you could still practice some Tantra, no matter who you were or who your what your body was or what your color was or what your orientation was or what your abilities were. You've made it more accessible. Yeah, absolutely. So what are some of the core principles of tantric sex? Tantric sex is, there is a relationship to yoga, mm-hmm. not the yoga. In that, because uh, they were born in the same place, um, in that Tantra is focused on energy, where sex in the West is more about like what you do and how you do it. Tantric sex is more focused on how to build energy and how you use it. That is the core difference. So you can call it yoga based, you can call it yoga aligned. <laughs> We focus on techniques that slow us down and help us drop more totally into the experience we're engaged in. We use conscious breath work. We use imagination in the sense of, you may have heard the the phrase energy follows thought. Practicing Mm -hmm. Tantra will teach you exactly how to experience that and how to feel it and how energy follows thought. And it's literally using one's mind in an imaginative way to say, I'm moving energy from here in my body to there in my body and making it real until it is real. We also use movement. Um, We look at the principles of chakras, which just mean energy centers in the body and the properties of those chakras and how we can align our chakras with somebody else's chakras, which creates more energy. Everything is really about the energy, which is not to say it's not a physical practice. It is. But when the energy is going, all the physical stuff is so much hotter, (laughs) so much more intense Um, to the extent that I can't imagine any more just physical sex without about that part arousing yeah. the energy. Yeah. So so you bring up a really good 
point and a question that I wanted to ask you about the difference between pleasure and ecstasy. I think you have a whole chapter on pleasure versus ecstasy. How how do you define them differently? Well, to me, pleasure is really nice. We need more of it. It's intoxicating. It's healing. It feels good. Ecstasy goes beyond pleasure. Ecstasy is not always nice. (laughs) It's seldom neat. It sometimes, if not often, involves hitting emotional or even physical edges. It can definitely be cathartic and it's transformational. Hmm. It's a big experience, although not necessarily a huge, loud, screaming one. It could also be internal and very, very quiet, Mm -hmm. but it's big and it has a lot more flavors and shades to it than than pleasure does. Both are necessary. (laughs) They're just different. What are some of the common misconceptions about tantric sex? So many. Um, I'll just hit on a top few. Um, some people think it's a religion. Sure. Some people think it's a cult. <laughs> it's neither. <laughs> it's it's more like yoga. It's it's a practice. The reason I founded Urban Tantra, as I told you, was it has to be done by heteros- heterosexual cisgendered people, preferably white, or it won't work. Mm. My friend Annie and I heard this one in workshops when we first started going to Tantra workshops together. We were part of the same healing circle. Annie Sprinkle, the performance artist, and and ecosexual. Uh, we would go in. We were both exploring Tantra together, so we would go as a couple and uh, take the workshop, compare notes, bring it back to our uh, guys with AIDS in the healing circle. So I, the number of times people tried to split us up and put us with men mm-hmm. or just look us straight in the face and say, but it won't work the way you're doing it <sighs> until, of course, they <sighs> saw us. And then they're like, I want some of what they're having. <laughs> yeah. But that was a biggie. Uh, no, anybody can do Tantra with anybody. Full stop. I've even done not a, a video called Equine Tantra. It's on YouTube on my channel. You can find it. No, it's not sex with horses. Stop that. <laughs> Remember, I talked about that energy thing. I did have some Catherine the Great kind of visuals going on. (laughs) And and that's why people don't talk about the energetic connections we have with animals. uh, Because Because it leads us down that road. But but equine tantra is a good example of how we have an powerful energetic connections with other animals. Because we are animals. Mm. especially mammals, and how we can actually use tantric principles to work with animals. Anyway, equine tantra, it's on YouTube. Back to the misconceptions. Mm-hmm. A big one is you need a guru because it's so complicated. That There's mm. two in one there. Uh, a teacher is really, really, really helpful. It doesn't have to be a guru unless you want to go into lineage traditional tantra, in which case, yes. Mm -hmm. You would want that. That's how it works. Mm -hmm. But for tantric sex, no. And is it complicated? Actually, the basics are super simple and you already know how to do them. 
It's just looking at things a little differently. And for instance, in urban tantra, you might see that I list, well, here's a ritual. And it may seem I better look at the book, make sure I'm doing it right. I don't care if you're doing it right. I don't want you to do it right. I just want you to do it consciously. Hmm. Like if I say breathe, just breathe. Don't worry about how many breaths, nose, mouth. You can refine that later. If I say eye gaze, just look in somebody's eyes. Mm-hmm. Hold their hands. Hold their hands while you look in somebody else's eyes. Anybody can do this. Truly. You can just start anywhere. It's about finding that energetic connection with yourself or with a partner. And then you can get a little more refined, shall we say. Hmm. Tantra. It's very fluffy and soft. I like my sex with a harder edge. It's not necessarily fluffy and soft. People who are into BDSM, bondage, discipline, uh, sadomasochism also can practice Tantra. Um, that's another thing. That's another group that urban Tantra welcomes into the room. Uh, people who like their, um, their sensation play or their emotional play a little deeper, a little heavier, a little harder. Absolutely consistent with Tantra, both philosophically and the physical. physical practice of it. Yeah. Yeah. And it takes too long. Well, yeah. Um, maybe, yeah. maybe. Although I did write about conscious quickies, but um, c- because you're going deeper and you're slowing down, it may take longer. But as opposed to 10 minutes of, eh, sex or 20 minutes of eh, sex, you're entering an experience that will stay with you for a week or two. (laughs) So the payoff is so much deeper, bigger. Than the investment of time. What better way to spend your time? Sure. (laughs) It could be a hobby, right? You can still have quickies. I'm on hobbies. Yeah, you can still have quickies in between, but it it is is soul satisfying in a way. And that makes it worth the time. And by time, what was it? It was many years ago. Sting talked about having tantric sex for eight hours and people were like, eight hours? What? No, it doesn't have to take eight hours. I mean, good for him. I'm I'm sure he had a blast and was flying, but you know, it just isn't a quickie. You get to decide how long it goes and how high you want to get. So how much time would you recommend uh, someone if they're doing solo tantra or or a couple or a thruple or whatever? How long would you recommend they set aside for a non-quickie tantra experience? It depends how how deep they want to go and how new they are. If they're new, just pull in a couple of exercises. Let's say eye gazing and like heart holding. By heart holding, I just mean putting my hand on my partner's heart and their hand on my heart, something like that. And just breathing and eye gazing or incorporating more eye gazing into whatever ever, other kind of lovemaking you're into or a little bit of really slow sensual massage to get somebody to really drop into their feeling body. So what's that? A couple of hours on the outside? You know, if at that level? Mm-hmm. So maybe less. So it's not this enormous commitment like, oh, we can't even start because we have to go to the workshop and then we need to read the book and then we need to listen to the CD. And uh, does anyone still have CDs? Um, But but we have to find one because it's Tantra. (laughs) (laughs) 
So it, it, no, 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 just something sounds appealing, start there. And I want to talk about eye gazing for a moment. Eye gazing for couples can be really hard when, when you're just looking into someone's eyes and you're breathing, people start chattering, they start giggling because it's intimate. It's uncomfortable. It takes a while to drop in and go, Oh, I get it. So, if you decide to go practice eye gazing tonight after you hear this, and it's not simple and it doesn't feel sexy, keep going. Hmm. Yeah. So can we dig into that a little bit? Because I, I felt like, you know, a lot of the exercises, the rituals that you go through in the book, you literally recommend incorporating silliness into it. And that, you know, that resonates with us, right? Because mm-hmm. we're part of the swinger community. We're part of the poly community. And like we silliness call sex is a big play thing. Yeah. and silly. So, but I think for a lot of adults, they've like lost the ability to tap into silliness and instead they just feel self-conscious, right? So like for those people, what is your advice? If they're having trouble getting past feelings of self-consciousness, how do you help them like work through that? Blindfolds, ladies, blindfolds. (laughs) (laughs) If you're feeling, if uh, either direction, if you are um, the receiver and you're feeling silly with whatever, or, or, or a little uncomfortable, whatever's being put on a blindfold you will drop in mm-hmm. you will into the silliness things. because you're yes, saying feel it, the silliness right feel the silliness okay. not as a way to get past first, the silliness for you know at first you have to just get past the silliness just like let's say you're feeding your partner strawberries and cream and they're mushing it into your face and you feel stupid you will feel much less stupid if you're wearing a blindfold you will go into that experience <laughs> And if it's funny, you will laugh. You will not go, I much look like an idiot. Mm-hmm. You know, a blindfold works in so, so many situations, so many situations to get people past their inhibitions. I like really. it. Yeah, that's easy. Really. Yeah. When you were talking before about um, not needing a guru or just to, to do a, a few things, are you kind of saying that you can just do one or two short rituals within like your regular Wednesday night sex. That's just, you know, you don't have hours and hours to set aside, but you can put maybe a little bit of Tantra into your sex life. Does it work that way? Totally works that way. Energetic principles are energetic principles. You can use them a little or a lot, short time or a long time. Let's say somebody has been feeling kind of sad. You could, for example, put them on a massage table, breathe with them. Put your hand on their back at the heart chakra, breathe, and invite them to let go of whatever the sadness is. Just just let it go, whatever that looks like. Somebody might cry, somebody might not. But just, you know, imagine energy running from the base of your spine into your heart. Or imagine energy running from my heart into your heart. Mm-hmm. Energy, 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 you know, can, you look so tense as opposed to can I massage your shoulders? Can I help, you know, can I help you get some energy running here? And so how would you do that? You'd probably massage their feet and their hands and maybe the top of their head because you're trying to open up channels for energy to flow. 
So if, I mean, I hope you do read Urban Tantra, read it from the point of view of not where do I put my left hand and my right foot, but mm-hmm. read it from the perspective perspective of where's the energy and how's it moving and how might I do that with my partner. Some people move energy with floggers and whips or ice cubes or feathers. It all depends on the sky. So we've been talking a lot about partnered sex. Um, But as you mentioned in the book, you don't need a partner to do Tantra. Um, So can you tell us a little bit more about solo Tantra? Yeah, um, I love solo Tantra. It's more than just the best way to get the premise of moving energy. Practicing solo Tantra um, by yourself is, it's pretty much how I learned it. I mean, yes, I did practice with other people, but I worked, I practiced getting energy flowing and feeling that energy and being a, for example, if I say, okay, now keep breathing all the way through to orgasm, you'll find that you will stop breathing and you get really close to orgasm. It's actually a muscle reaction. Everybody does it. But if you can override that and keep breathing, keep breathing, keep breathing, the orgasm might move a bit further away. But when you catch up with it and you are still breathing, you will feel more like this wave washes up your whole body because of the breath. I couldn't learn that with a partner. I could only learn that by staying focused on myself. Most great sex starts with solo practice, in my experience, and Tantra is no different. My favorite way, Tantric principles of energy movement in one exercise are breath and energy orgasms. I've been teaching them since I first learned them way back a long time ago. and. I made a guided meditation so that you can do it at home in under 30 minutes. Breath and energy orgasms are literally ways to have full body orgasm experiences or orgasm-like experiences just by breathing and, and using your imagination to move energy around. And once it involves imagination and breath and movement and sound, and all the things that go into making great orgasms. You leave out the genitals just to see how powerful those energy generators are. You can always add it back in later. But the breath and energy orgasm is like a tantric, body-based somatic instruction book in a meditation. It's on my website, easy to download, and it's like 15 bucks. It's cheap. So you talk a lot about moving energy, moving energy throughout the body and in and out of the body. Is that the main focus of Tantra? Is there tantric also sex? Tantric sex? It is to me. And what about like building the the spiritual and emotional connections? Is that also? Oh, part? it comes of with all of it. That, it comes with it. Okay. Yeah, good question. <laughs> it comes with it when you move 
energy, when you breathe, a lot of the things I'm recommending, the activities I'm recommending that seem very physical are also mental in the sense of they give that busy mind that won't turn off something erotic to focus on. In other words, instead of thinking about the work commitment, the schedule, the calendar, the money, you're focused on your breath. Now, this is focusing on an energy building technique. You are focused on erotic pleasure. You are focused on moving that energy. When you do that, much like meditation, you go into an altered state. How altered is depending depending on you. How long have you been practicing? How long have you got? Things like that. But you can go into literally a um, an almost psychedelic trance state mm-hmm. where you and your partner, if you're doing this with a partner, are someplace else where you feel connected to all that is and everybody and everything that is, where it's just you, you the meaning of the universe is clearer, all those yummy places. And when you visit those places with a partner, when you come back to earth, it's like you've been on this exotic adventure that only the two of you know about, hence the emotional and spiritual connection. Uh, you can also use, if you're, if you're a person who likes to do magic, you can do sex magic with this energy. You can send magic to people and places on the planet that need healing, whatever. There's so many avenues you can explore depending on on your interest and it's spiritual in the sense of connection it's not connected to any specific god in any way that may be clear but for people who are confused i just wanted to mention that yeah for our listeners that want to know more about you uh what where can they find you what kind of projects do you have coming up uh, Barbara Corellis, that's two R's and two L's, uh, dot com, uh, has it all. I have actually, um, I'm about to schedule stuff. To be perfectly honest, I've spent the past year uh, with one of my oldest and best friends who has recently died of cancer. Oh. And because I didn't know when that would happen, I basically canceled a lot of things for quite a while. And now we'll start building them back up. I've just completed my Urban Tantra professional training program, which is a six-day program with virtual stuff in advance of our six days together. Um, for anybody who's interested in folding conscious sexuality into anything they do professionally uh, or, t- or artistically. And there'll be virtual workshops and some in-person workshops and more guided meditations. And I'm going to be um, working on another book project. All of that will be scheduled now Now that um, my dear friend is watching over me from the other side. Hmm. Barbara, I'm sorry for your loss. Thank you. And welcome back. (laughs) Thank you. No, we need you. (laughs) Thank you. Thank you.
I just thought she was so funny. Yeah. I really enjoyed talking with her. And, you know, we've, we just had the holidays and all these holiday meals. And it makes me think like, Aunt Barbara <laughs> has the best stories. <laughs> She's going to tell us about the time that she uh, gave a lap dance to the whole cast of oh SNL God. or something. Oh, my She's God. Yes. Hilarious. She's great. And, and you know, she I um, really enjoyed the book a lot, mm-hmm. a lot. And I think it spoke to a slightly different generation than my generation. Yeah, um, definitely. And and so I, you know, some of the the ways that she approached things just didn't necessarily resonate with me. But I love that, like, the whole premise of the book is to bring everybody into the conversation and to make sure that like it's accessible it's accessible to everyone right. it doesn't matter what your uh sexuality is is what your gender is you know if you're partnered or not like anybody can experience the sort of pleasure and ecstasy that comes with you know tantric practice so mm-hmm. yay for her i'm yay. so glad that she's out there you she's know, very enthusiastic so enthusiastic yes <laughs> teaching the good word all right so sexy homework sexy homework what are you thinking for hmm. sexy homework so i think i'm gonna reread the book a little bit and and take some notes and try to do the actual sort of rituals that she's suggesting Mm because we've done our own you know but that's just mostly coconut oil but we're going to keep the coconut oil in it's a key part to all tantric experiences that's right right. yeah um but i have a like i said i have an empty house on sunday yeah so i think that that could be maybe not eight hours straight but i think that we could set up a little nest you know do some of the rituals in if we make mistakes or if we don't know what we're doing or we think it's kind of goofy, we can kind of start over. Sure. We can, you know, just because we have the whole day to kind of practice and see see what we can come up with. So, so. yeah, like set aside yeah. a whole day to just play around with it. I wonder what Mr. Cat will think of that. I think he's going to like that. <laughs> I, I, I mean, knowing him uh, relatively well, uh, I think he's going to like that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's good. I like yeah. it. Okay. How about you? What are you going to do? So, I think there is value in exploring some of the t- solo tantric cool practices. And uh, I, I, I've i been, you know, I read the book a little while back because we talked about making this an episode a while ago. months ago. Yeah. So I read the book and I, I've been thinking about different ways to just be more mindful mm-hmm. in the bedroom and to think about like, what's my breathing doing right now? And can I feel energy in certain parts of my body? So I I want to be a little bit more deliberate and set aside some time to explore the solo tantra parts of it. Why are you looking at hmm. me like that? Well, because I'm thinking of all people who need to do that, it's probably me. Yeah. Yeah, Wait. because just what we were talking about, you know, you've been doing meditation for a yeah. long time. I, I think you're probably pretty good at it. I've just started doing meditation and it's still really hard for me yeah. to mm-hmm. quiet my brain, right? So it might be valuable to me, for me to do kind of what you're doing first. Yeah. I still want to do the homework you with should. Mr. Cat and don't tell him that I'm going to have to do this part first because we're going to do the Sunday thing Sunday. Good, do it. <laughs> but yes. then I was thinking, you know, as you're t- talking about this, I don't I don't really I don't really know how to do any of this by myself. Right. Probably need to do that too. Yeah, I you know, even when we started the podcast, I was not a big like 
not a big masturbator. It wasn't like some, that sounds weird. Like I just, I just didn't you do know, it. That you much. know, I am. She's a big masturbator. I'm just such a masturbator. No, I just I never hardly ever did. Yeah, like it. it, it I just it was like, there's, there's got to be something on Netflix. Like you know, there's just. I would have masturbate. Um, and I find myself more and more as I think about these different aspects of, of sex and sexuality or starting to fantasize about stuff like that, masturbating more. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it it is a great way to actually figure out what you like versus the, the context of a sexual experience where you're so influenced by what your partner is doing, what other partners are doing. And, you know, actually sitting with yourself is incredibly valuable to kind of just like figure out what you like, what works for you. So yeah, I'm a big fan. I'm I'm a big masturbator now. <laughs> I'm gonna try to learn from you. <laughs> oh, masturbator. <laughs> Give me your wisdom. <laughs> Look, it's masturbator. <laughs> masturbatress. <laughs> masturbatress. <laughs> Um, yeah, so so the solo cool. tantra stuff, and then absolutely, I want to try some of the different exercises that she recommends, ritual type exercises mm-hmm. that she recommends. I feel like I want to set aside two nights because if you can do one, why not do, why not two? do two? And have one night where I'm doing more of the stuff to. Mr. Ams, mm-hmm. assuming it's Mr. Ams who's my partner for this. Um, and then another night where it's reversed and he's doing more of this stuff to me. And I'm like, I, you know, choose one of these exercises or five of these exercises, whatever, and and do that to me. Because mm-hmm. I think when you go back and forth, it's a little bit harder to switch gears. Yeah. Or move the energy or whatever it is. I just feel like there's value. Like, let's give it a lot of space and mm-hmm. a lot of time. I like it. Yeah. So that's Very a good idea. That's a plan. I, I looked a little bit too to see if there might be somebody who's doing like a one day workshop or mm-hmm. something in the mm-hmm. area. I didn't have much luck, but if I find one or an online, like if you see an online tutorial or something yeah. like that, that could be fun too. And yeah, I think someday we should, you know, maybe just create like a day with with uh, friends and kind of yeah. workshop it ourselves. Yeah. Let's just workshop that shit. <laughs> oh, I was thinking of a total vacation. <laughs> well, that would be nice too, yeah. but that's a little, that that's that, requ- that requires planning. I know. Um, anyway, I think that's a yeah. good plan. I think it's good. Awesome. We'll let you know how it goes. So that's our show. Thanks for swinging by. And don't forget, you deserve great sex. Now go get some. If you love the Two Hot Wives podcast, be sure to subscribe. And if you really love the show, rate us or give us a review on Apple Podcasts or Spotify. Thanks for listening. And we're back. So, Ams, you are more of a hippy dippy, like you said. We have to I do don't the know. hot tail first, girl. Oh, 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 oh! Shit. Never <laughs> You're mind. Like so I am just ready to go. You are. Woo, woo, woo. All right. About All right. the tantra. Oh, I'm just one talk about the tantra. I know. Okay.